0: Welcome to Reawaken Podcast. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm John Brown. On this program, we like to discuss everyday topics to hot button issues, as well as some fringe ideas, while maintaining a solid scriptural foundation and a sense of humor.
1: And we really hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right, I don't think that I've mentioned this before, but uh, the music that is behind that intro is by Brandon Schmidt, so hopefully one of these days we can get him to actually record something to put out there so I can tell you guys to go and check it out.
0: Yeah, but big to Brandon. What's that? big to Brandon.
1: Yeah, yeah, but... uh yeah, so anyways, um, we'll be talking about the coronavirus today just because it's what's going on, and honestly, we are currently under quarantine here in Illinois. Uh, hopefully, some of you guys are also from Illinois, so you're feeling our pain. Actually, I don't know that I want to say hopefully, let let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, I don't know that I want to say that about someone, but anyways, so yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so this coronavirus is, uh, has really impacted uh, the world at large, but uh, we're just starting to feel it here in America. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's had a lot of different effects on our country, and it's really quite interesting to see people's reaction to it. Of course, we had the runs on the, uh, the grocery stores and different things, toilet paper,
1: of all things which makes no sense but yeah whatever. right <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you toilet paper industry is behind this that here look no further for a conspiracy
0: that is uh most likely true um no but yeah of all things toilet paper and of course there's thousands of hilarious memes uh to enjoy about that oh, yeah. but but yeah just seeing people's reaction and uh and of course, you know, with businesses shutting down and all that, the 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 quarantining and uh, you know shelter-in-place orders that uh, people are you know working from home, school is out, you know, a lot of jobs have essentially ended for the time being. So it's it's creating an interesting situation um, in our country, and I think um, like I wasn't person to point this out in the first place, but someone said that, you know, basically the effect of this is people are going to be coming home, realizing that they're workaholics, if that's the case, or realizing, um, you know, with kids now having to do school at home, the parents are going to see what their kids are learning in school, and, uh, you know, the you know that could be potentially life changing if parents wake up to the garbage that's being fed to them through the public education system you know um but yeah you know all sorts of different things and you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm i i think it's been kind of weird um on on that subject it's like when you log on i even logged on the focus on the family I can't remember why I don't usually do that. It's not normal for me. Um I'm more of a desiring God sort of guy. Um but anyways, I was on there. Um and oh, I remember what it was, but anyways, um I was on there even them. They were they had articles that were basically like how to cope with suddenly having to be around your family all the time. I mean, and no offense to anyone, and I'm sure that that was uh, well-intentioned to help fix that, but d- should that not make us stop for a second and just wonder how did we get here where being around family is spawning a bunch of memes and stuff that's like... Uh, i'm already drinking my kids have made me a drunkard and blah 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 i mean how did we get to this point where uh two people husband and wife being in the same house cooped up quarantine for a couple weeks is possibly marriage ending why have we gone there yeah
0: i've heard a couple different people say that you know if they could invest in uh divorce attorneys or something like that that now would be the time to do that cuz you know uh the result of this is 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 probably going to be a lot of uh unhappy couples having to spend all this time together and um but yeah and uh, i saw an article saying you know for all you parents out there having to deal with your kids just remember you know alcohol and pot is still available so yeah, of course welcome to Illinois, Illinois. It's legal <laughs> yep. now,
1: yeah right yeah i I just I don't get it honestly um I mean, I do get it. We've gone to this point in society where uh we've come to rely on being apart um and to savor the moments we're together, and that's good to savor those moments, but when it gets to the point where you can't deal with it if you aren't apart for most of the time, I think something fundamental has to change.
0: Yeah. And hopefully this will wake people up and, you know, show that, hey, we need to spend more quality time together. And, um, you know, it's not okay that we get on each other's nerves like this. Like, we need to be able to be a family and, um, you know, learn about, each other and you know not isolate especially i mean they can still do that even even with everyone being in the same house you know i think that's going to drive people to be on social media and tv video games more but you know you're still going to have that proximity that uh hopefully will result in in closer relationships
1: yeah the gaming industry has already felt this the entertainment and industry as a whole has honestly um they have yeah. they're honestly they're probably gonna be the ones the only ones that will be able to float the economy even though they're tanking along with everyone else at the moment but but they're the only ones who were still getting uh better income honestly than usual. It's not just the same, it's better in a lot of ways. But um no, I <laughs> I I will say this though. Um I can't do a broad generalization and say that everyone is having this issue. They're already predicting a baby boom. And I mean, <laughs> it makes sense cuz I mean, even after blizzards, you'll see regional um baby booms ha- happening and uh this is yeah, absolutely. a lot of time this is a lot of time to be cooped up so uh congrats, congrats. to the folks in advance i guess uh but um anyways, the corona boomers as they'll be known y- exactly <laughs> yep <laughs> but
0: um hmm. but yeah on that note uh, as far as the economy i mean for me that's almost scarier than you know getting the coronavirus is the outcome of the stock market tanking and just these businesses being closed and everything and how are we going to recover from this i mean they're already talking about having to bail out all these companies that you know the airline industry you know the the cruises and just everyone really the banks i mean Everyone has lost money. I mean, trillions of dollars worldwide have just evaporated in this whole thing. Um, And, uh, you know, that's going to be something that we're going to have to face here, um, regardless of how the the virus itself turns out.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we'll just have to cross that bridge bridge as we come to it, because there are In all honesty, there there isn't much we can do at the moment uh, other than to the best of our abilities without being irresponsible with what we have, uh, try to be more generous to those who have not been so fortunate through this. Uh, That's really the best way um, to go about it. it. It would help, I will say... If we had the Jubilee system still in place, it would help a little bit. Um, maybe not immediately, Absolutely. but um, anyways, uh, I digress. Um,
0: yeah, the cancellation of debt, for those that aren't familiar with that concept. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, every, the biblical. Every so many years, it's, there's a calendar all set up and whatnot. But anyways, yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean... In that regard, I mean, the government is going to use this, and they already have to a degree, like as a testing grounds, you know, like, can we lock down an entire state, you know, and of course, they have good intentions, you know, we all know that this virus can be deadly and uh, it is a very serious thing, but it's really just kind of strange. Uh, it just nothing really seems to add up. As far as you know, the numbers and the fatality rate and the reaction—you know—as far as the government and what they've done—but uh, it just like 9/11. I mean, people have said this, but just like 9/11 changed America, this is going to change America and the world. Mm-hmm. Really, um,
1: it's not going to yeah. be the same ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there was any way to any way to avoid what we have done but we honestly we can't we can't forget what we have done here the doors that we have opened um, those doors are are gonna stay open and the best thing we can do now is just uh, do our best to avoid gain this anywhere close to a point where we might have even more doors opened Um, as it is like I said, I don't think there was any way around this, but we are going to feel feel these doors staying open over the next decade. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: and it's just it's really raising that question of how far do you stay in line with what the government is saying? You know, of course, we do. We self-quarantine, as they said, because we don't want to spread this thing. But if it was another issue, let's say, and, you know, they were saying, don't go outside, you know. We're martial law, that type of thing. Um, how far do you go along with that, and what should our response be? I think, you know, I don't know that that's. That's. I guess that's a rhetorical question, but
1: um, it's something. To it think is about. a hard. It's a hard question to even think through, to be honest. Um, it, it is, it's gonna get hard. There's no way around that. Um, the thing that I. I don't want to say fear most because there's no point in fearing it. But uh, the thing that I do not look forward to the most is we live in a corrupt society. Um, Our government institutionalizes evil of all kinds. It it, not only does it say uh, murder is okay, it pats people on the back for it. There's no way around it. Um, it things are constantly getting redefined, you would not have had that 100 years ago. You would not have had congratulations for your murder. Uh, stuff is going to get redefined. These doors, uh, health crisis, I see no reason why in a corrupt government cannot be redefined as crisis. And that is a lot a lot broader. And if we can do all this ...for crisis. Who's to say what crisis is? If at some point they want to crack down on hate groups... ...as they so define them... ...they may see that as a crisis. We are making it easier to have martial law... ...without martial law being even enacted. Um, Hopefully it won't get there. I could be wrong. Yeah. But in 10 years stuff is going to change a lot.
0: Yeah, there's that quote, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. You know, they're going (laughs) to use this to the utmost to push their agenda. You know, the globalists, the... uh, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut, but we know this (laughs) is happening. They're moving towards greater control, um, more, you know, economically, you know, politically, in every manner. They want more control over your life. And, yeah, yeah. But but what do you think? Um, what do you think about the Christian response to this? Uh, I, I like I like what you posted on Facebook um, about the uh, the pastors. I, we might want to read that. I have it pulled up. But um, just as far as you know, sh- closing closing your church and um, you know the balance between faith and uh, public obedience and and just being generally
1: careful. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'd go ahead and if you had, did you say you do have it pulled up? Yeah, I have it pulled up. I can go ahead okay, and read it. Yeah, I'd go really ahead and read it. Um, just a heads up. I can't remember who I saw it first, but uh, I think it was Jeremiah Roberts. Um, may have been Kosti Hen, but anyways, whoever you are, I doubt you're going to be listening to this, but if you do, then uh, props to you. And anyway, go ahead.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it says uh, your pastor has never pastored a church through a pandemic before. When he opens, people are going to say he should have closed. When he closes, people are going to say he should have opened. When he does not shake hands, people are going to say he needs faith. When he shakes hands, people are going to say he's foolish. He's going to make some difficult decisions to protect the flock, considering everything your spiritual growth uh, to legal I- legal liabilities that you aren't even thinking about. Every pastor believes that they pastor the most amazing group of people. Remember this. No one wants things to go well at church as much as your pastor. Your pastor needs prayers and support right now. I thought that was really good because I actually had a discussion with our pastor, who happens to be my father-in-law, You know, before we decided to uh, close our service down um, indefinitely, but at least for the next couple weeks. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's totally understandable. You you have that balance. Well, you know, we should have faith and trust God to protect us. But you also have to remember that we have to be careful about the elderly people in our congregation. And, and just generally, I mean, young people can still get this and, and be hospitalized over it. It's really, it's really a balance and we need to have grace and and not judge when our pastor needs to make a decision like that. So I thought it was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's true. No, no pastor has ever done this before. I guess unless he's like 120 years old and he went through, you know, nine, 1920. Um, then right. I suppose Spanish maybe. Flu. Yeah, exactly. Um, I suppose maybe so. But I, to my knowledge, that is nothing at all. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that no pastor has done this before. Uh, Maybe it actually might be worth looking into what pastors' responses were back during the 1920s. I don't know if anybody even thought to write it down. It probably didn't cross their minds. But maybe pastors this time should. You never know with who you might be. helping out if you do write down some thoughts somewhere i have no idea where but somewhere uh yeah but yeah grace definitely we we have to have a lot of grace in this uh think to yourself and those who are not familiar familiar with like uh theological disputes and whatnot may not think this way but um you have two different types of disagreements you have primary disagreements over primary doctrines the ones that may uh, to your the best of your knowledge affect salvation like if you have a serial killer oh there i go bringing that up again uh, if you have a serial killer in your congregation obviously hopefully he'll be arrested but uh obviously that is a primary issue if he's going around saying hey you know this is all right um, but, uh, that's a, that is, as far as theology goes, that's not how that goes. But anyways, then you have secondary issues. This would definitely fall under secondary issues. It wouldn't even be a dangerous secondary issue, which might lead to a problematic primary issue. This is yeah. so far at the bottom of secondary issues. It's not even worth bringing up for discussion, really. I mean, if you disagree, cool, but do you really, I I doubt and I hope that nobody is this way, but I seriously doubt that anybody is out there going, nope, my pastor is definitely, actually, I could see some people being this way, um, my pastor is definitely going to hell over this, um, hopefully, but it wouldn't surprise me because um, he doesn't
0: trust the Lord that he'd protect us yeah, from the that. That's, yeah, that's right. where
1: I would see any contention. But I don't think that seems like a logical fallacy to me. I don't think right. you can do that. It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, go ahead.
0: I mean, even Paul, like you could say, well, Paul was able to heal people and all this. Like, well, he told uh, timothy i believe you know take a little wine for your stomach and mm-hmm. and 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 someone else he says he left him ill he left him ill in was it iconium or or something but but he apparently paul wasn't either able or for whatever reason he didn't heal him so and that's this is we're talking about first century believers that walked with jesus or saw a vision of him you know yeah, the apostolic like that. age
1: when we yeah. still had apostolic authority on earth.
0: And not that miracles don't happen today, but you can't compare the faith of these people. And even if you did, you know, there is um, precedence to, you know, be wary about illnesses and, you know, mm-hmm. take take necessary precaution, you know, be
1: wise, be discerning. So here's a thought Um, purely hypothetical but what if we are kind of overthinking this as a society Um, oh we're not having enough faith to just step out and hug everyone what if the lesson God is trying to teach you what if it is not how much faith to have what if it is a lesson in Digging in deeper, getting to know each other as a family. Um, Just being introspective. What if that is the lesson we are to learn? Mm. I I think it bears, I think it's worth thinking about, honestly. Um, I I think we may have underthought that, actually. Um, We may be overthinking it in the sense of trying to find every conspiracy that may come our way. Um, and underthinking, in what we can learn absolutely,
0: oh, and it was uh Trophimus, he left sick in Miletus for those that are interested
1: now, I was just gonna say too, I think it bears stepping back to examine the secular world. Why is it reacting this way i'm I'm just going to go a little bit on the presuppositional uh side of things on this, which will. I I'd like to explain, uh, pre- presuppositional thought further at some point here soon. But uh, basically, you'll kind of get a feel for it here here in a second. Um, we have reason to not want this to be a thing, whereas the world is telling itself you you are stardust. The best argument right. you have to think this is something bad is to say that we're rare. And that is a very, very human way to value things. The universe doesn't care how rare you are. It does not. Uh, In fact, even even going on a human level, we have several materials. Some of the rarest materials, gems on Earth, are... not worth like anything at all um there's one material in particular and uh if the person ever listens to this they'll probably know i'm talking about them uh but anyway they got some of this material and it's like the fifth rarest in the world and they got it for crazy cheap it was absurdly cheap just because there's no demand for it so rarity is no good argument for why we are worth something. The only solid argument is that there is a higher power, and he says we are worth something. Anything else is subjective. There is no real evidence behind it. There is no objective evidence behind it. If we don't have something outside of us that provides this objective evidence, then we're just dwelling in experience. And some of the worst people on earth have great experience doing some of the worst things on earth. Um, right. Whereas we do not because we consider ourselves immoral. There are no morals outside of, uh, a God and it's, yeah. It's yeah. And these really atheists, that simple.
0: they want to write books like, you know, God is not great. And, uh, and, and basically judge God as being evil, the Old Testament, wicked God, Yahweh. Um,
1: By what standard?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. By what standard? You know, if if you're an atheist and you think that, uh, like you said, we're all stardust and, and essentially we're just matter, then uh, your judgment is completely subjective and irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. You know, and then you have nothing to say to that because it is subjective if that's all there is. And so how can you say a virus is bad or a virus is good? It could be, you know, as far as evolu- evolution is concerned, you know, um, this is just one challenge that the that nature has presented and will come out better on the end. So really, we should have more viruses, mm-hmm.
1: you know, as uh, far as just survival make of the us fittest. A better- yeah, exactly. It's going to make us a better people as a whole um, by weeding yeah. out the weak. And honestly, there's no moral objection to gain rave of the weak just to start with.
0: I mean, Exactly, and that's why, like, Hitler and, and the whole eugenics movement and atheism is, mm-hmm. is, they go hand in hand, like a hand mm-hmm. in a glove, because that's what the end result of that worldview is. Exactly and, like what you're saying.
1: I mean, we can sit there, uh, I mean, not us, but the world, the secular world, can sit there and judge Hitler as much as they want, but I just see no issue with it. Uh, yeah, it. the popular argument is, you know, it was a violation of other people's rights, and no one person should, you know, overrule another person. But again, by what? Standard? Are you judging that? Are it just because a lot of people think so? But that is hypocritical because the right now society is telling Christians about a lot of things. No, you can't think that way. No, you can't believe that because of this or that. We used to be the majority on a lot of things. We might not be now, but we we used to be, and. I mean, notice society didn't come to a standstill. It slowly evolved over time. So what happens when the majority starts saying pedophilia is okay?
0: Right. What? And that's what the then? next step. Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, I I would say it's foolish to say that I, I think actually James White said that just like a week ago um, on his dividing line. Um, he said that he it's absolutely foolish to think that pedophilia is not the next step in this in 10 years that we won't have pedophilia i might be surprised it might be 15 years but
0: yeah it could be it could be animals you know uh, it could be pedophilia or both. But yeah, the progressive movement, it's really hard to imagine they would just stop. You know, like, okay, once the transgenders have all their rights and everything and everything's fine and dandy with them, they, they're they going to have nothing else to go on. And it's just going to be like, okay, we've reached the progressive utopia. It's like, no, mm-hmm. there's always going to be one more uh, group, one more identity that needs its movement you know yeah and yeah pedophilia or yeah i do have
1: i do have one friend who uh he i grew up with him knew him for since i was like 10 um anyway uh, a few years ago he came out as bisexual um i objected to that um We've maintained a speaking relationship. He denies God now. Um, We hopefully have had some good talks that have made him think. But uh, his mom... um, She basically wanted to talk to a friend and I... About what we think she's all on board for and whatnot. Um, Anyway, we said something about that there are people now who are already pushing pedophilia as being acceptable. Mm. She did not like that. She went and found a article about it and about how it's fake news and it is fake news. And as far as that, um, there has not been any talk about adding a P to LGBTQ plus. There has been no talk of that official talk yet. Um, that is fake news as of right now. However, what is not fake news is there is people pushing it, and I cannot. Yeah. She objected to the. She did not like that the thought the L G B T movement uh, might accept that. I'm but I'm sorry. It's a secular organization that is built around breaking out of the box as far as sexuality goes. I. I I do not see any logic at all in thinking that will stop ever. I do not. And if it was a Christian organization, then that's air quotes that yep. you're hearing. But anyway, go ahead.
0: And it's not unprecedented either because, I mean, cultures like Greece and Rome, it was completely accepted, you know. So... Yeah, it's it's it is down the road if uh, the progressives get their way. Um, that is the next thing, and it's uh, coming. They have, and the 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 agnostics, um, the humanists, they have no argument against it because, you know, a child has a free will, and you know it's it's disgusting to think about, but that is their argument that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that. They have the right to choose just as much as an adult and and you know marriage can be between a man and a woman or a man and a man or a man and child. and what can you say to that what What moral argument can you come up with outside of a religious dogmatic argument that would completely refute um that that argument? and there isn't one there because- isn't.
1: No, yeah, Yeah. no, not at all. It makes no sense at all, but yeah. Anyway. So uh,
0: I guess we've kind of reached the halfway mark here or what could be the halfway mark if you want to.
1: Yeah, so yeah, we're going to. Exactly, we're going to mix it up a little bit this time and I think this will stay. I think we're going to start talking about subjects at the start and then move on to talking about news and uh responding to anything that's been going on on social media in particular twitter if anybody is saying oh i i can't say that i can't say if anybody's talking about something stupid we all know for a fact somebody is always talking about something stupid but (laughs) anyways uh do you have anything in particular you'd like to start off with
0: Um, actually, before we move on, I did want to bring up one point about coronavirus. Um, we kind of got off topic on that anyway, but, uh, going back to that, as far as, uh, just the changes that we've seen, um, because of the coronavirus, one thing it has done is wake people up to the fact that things can change and things can change very quickly. Um, and so I would say, um, I'm not, I don't really call myself a prepper necessarily. I do believe in having supplies though, and and being prepared for at least a few weeks or a month. Yeah. Because there are any number of things that earthquakes
1: or tornado.
0: Yep, a volcano, um, and you know, an attack, a foreign attack, or just yeah, a lots hurricane of in the middle
1: of Illinois. <laughs>
0: You got to watch out for those those Midwest hurricanes. Yep. Um they're terrible. But uh but yeah, be prepared and and don't worry necessarily um because we we know that these things are going to happen. There's going to come there are, uh, persecutions are going to come, you know, wars, famines, pestilence, all sorts of diseases. That is down the road and we're just seeing the beginning, I believe, of the birth pains, um, that is spoken of in the Bible, but, uh, be prepared, um, it's something to think about, this is just, like, for the mortality rate of the coronavirus compared to many other viruses and diseases, it's relatively small, and just think, like, how much this relatively, uh, innocuous virus has completely transformed the landscape of America and the world in such a short amount of time and -hmm. just be thinking about that when this all blows over and let's pray that it does quickly. But, um, I did want to bring up, uh, this article that I saw and, uh, it's in the Atlantic. It's not really a new article. It was originally posted, uh, in 2018, but the title is atheists are sometimes more religious than Christians. A new study shows how poorly we understand the beliefs of people who identify as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. That title is a little deceptive. I didn't really pull what they said in the title out of the article itself, but some of the uh, the Pew research here is is quite interesting. Um, and just comparing Western Europe with the U.S. as far as the religious beliefs. Um, A couple of these in particular. Um, So they polled uh, these people and they said, they asked if religion is very important in their lives. And for among Christians, among the Christians that they polled, the U.S. said 68% said that uh, religion is very important in their lives. That's among Christians. So there's like 32% out there that religion isn't important for them, which is interesting. But Western Europeans, only 14% of them, of Christians that they polled, said religion was important in their lives. I thought that was, like, mind-blowing. But then, over in the religiously unaffiliated area, um, I found it interesting as well that uh, 27% of The U.S. population, according to this poll, believe in God with absolute certainty, but have no religious affiliation. So uh, in the article, they kind of talked about how those people are probably people in the in-between stage between Christianity and secularism, but they still want to hold on to the concepts within Christianity that they value um and i thought that was probably very accurate um you know i i myself fell into that that group you know a decade or so ago um i spiritual kind of but not religious away. right and it and it was interesting cuz 20% pray daily of this religiously unaffiliated group you know and 27 believe in god with absolute certainty so i just thought that was kind of interesting um, yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts about that.
1: But. Oh, I—I I mean, on that last thing you said there, um, I—I'd say that's uh, General Revelation. That is Romans. Uh, I should probably pull this up because <laughs> I, I know I'm gonna say Romans at some point during this conversation. So yeah, um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, in Romans one twenty, General Revelation—it's put out there for us. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Um, oh, while you're looking
0: for that, oh, oh I have it. Oh, okay. One more thing is that only eighteen percent of Western European Christians pray daily, so that just shows a stark contrast between between Western Europe now and Western Europe even like fifty or a hundred years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. What What's happening there? It's Coming for us, there's no way around it. It's gonna, it's gonna be here soon. Uh, But no, I was gonna say, um, taking it from eighteen here, Romans one eighteen, this is definitely a good thing to remember if you're ever talking to someone about, you know, an unbeliever. If you're out there on the streets handing out tracts or whatever. Um, Anyway, it says. so are they, they are without excuse. That is the ESV that I'm reading there. Um, that is general revelation you see there. Um, in 19, God has shown it to them. In 18, they have suppressed it. And in 20, they are without excuse because of this. They all know and are without excuse. And I think that is when we see that, when we see unbelievers or spiritually unaffiliated, praying to a god, they know it's there. Everyone knows it's there. It's coming out in them, and some of them are like Stephen Bancuraz. For those of you who are not familiar, he was one of the top New Age writers in the world. He was making a ton of money running one of the most successful blogs for New Age Beliefs um during virtue also number one bestseller new york times was interviewed by everyone both of these people turned from new age to the guy of the bible and they're now running really cool ministries that aren't making them hundreds of thousands of dollars every year but are they're making a difference they're reaching out to these people anyways uh some of my point is some of these people they will come to know the god of the bible they will they they are the people who are truly seeking Um, however what you will see is some of these people are going to suppress it It, to varying levels some people suppress it and say there is no god some people it's a little less of overt i had a lady who was cutting my hair the other day and we were talking and she goes to one of the churches here in town I had seen her. I was doing security at a concert here in town um, for the Newsboys because I do that sort of stuff. Um, anyways, I saw her there. Ooh. I knew she cut hair and stuff. Um, I was talking to her. Anyway, she comes down to it and she's like, "I think it's just important that somebody believes in something higher." She's going to a church in town. Um, their pastor's pretty good. It's a mega church, as mega churches my town will get but um anyway she's just she's still suppressing it to a certain level she knows it's there but she doesn't want to come to full terms of what it will mean against uh Mm -hmm. political correctness that's really i think what it boils down to it's not politically correct to think somebody else is wrong but anyway i heard you go ooh or something what were you gonna say
0: (laughs) oh just you run in security i was saying ooh oh uh, you know. yeah no that's cool but um yeah I was talking to somebody at work and I think she called herself a Christian and I and I kind of asked her some questions kind of probing see what that meant to her and uh you might hear my baby crying in the background sorry um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but but she uh, you know I asked her her belief on hell and she said well I believe in hell and then but then she also believes in reincarnation. And she said, it just kind of depends what day you ask me. And so the, the world is full of these people that consider themselves Christian. But really, they're just Christian in name only. And, and so mm-hmm. we need to be discerning and, you know, pay attention to that. Because those people need Christ. They need a saving uh, experience. Um, they need to be born again. And, and if we just say, oh, they're Christian, they're okay. Well, we need to probe a little bit deeper to find out. but
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, you got to keep digging for sure. But uh, no, something else I would like to talk about here is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this, but it is racist to call the coronavirus the China virus. I would never say it personally, but it's cracking me up. The media has like latched onto this it's like a thing cnn literally wrote an article that's uh rep judy chu um says what is it uh congress asian pacific american caucus chair it's dangerous for trump to call coronavirus the chinese virus (laughs) i get right now people who are racist they're gonna be racist i'm sorry there's no way around it Calling it the China virus, if I hear that, I'm not gonna suddenly go. Oh, I need to go beat up someone who's Chinese. Um, right. It's not. It lot. Life doesn't work that way. I don't know if CNN just needs someone to walk into their offices and just be like, "So you guys know, life does not work this way." <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's the problem just is that Trump about. said it. Yeah, yep. And so immediately flags go up for liberals. I mean, fastest way to get anyone against um, Trump, uh, I mean, against Trump. Fastest way to get anyone liberal against anything is to say Trump said or for Trump to actually say it. That is hands down fastest way. I mean, what
0: are some other diseases that are associated with a country? I mean, we have like the West Nile virus. That's a region, yeah. right? We got and, MERS. Uh, yeah,
1: MERS was the, the uh, Middle East Middle respiratory Eastern. syndrome.
0: Yep. And there's like a isn't there like a, a German, some kind of disease? Anyway, but if it was if it was anyone else saying it, it would just be like, okay, well that's not necessarily appropriate but who cares you know but since it's trump it's like we got to point out you know every
1: news channel has to run and run a story about it you know so it cracks me up the article by cnn ended with this may quote this may seem like a trivial trivial issue to some but disease names really do matter to the people who are directly affected okay I'm gonna have to call flags, or whatever needs to be called on that, and just say, I... If a virus suddenly broke out, in the town I'm in is Ursa, if anybody wants to track me down. Anyways, um, and it, if some, if something broke out here, and it was called, well actually that's not a good example, the American, if it was called the American virus, I'm sorry, but I would care so little that I I don't know what would happen because of I cared so little, but I don't know. Hopefully something cool would happen. Something remarkable (laughs) that, that people could tell their children about. I have no idea. I just, I just know I would not care at all. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Spanish flu, right? Like we already mentioned that. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, and you gotta <laughs> I mean, hate those Spanish people because the flu.
0: Right, go beat up a Spaniard. I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because somebody probably <laughs> will get offended. But um, I love Spanish people. Do you? There, does that make it better?
1: <laughs> that, that makes it that makes it way better, um, for okay. sure. Thank you. I, yeah. Um, no, I can't remember. Uh, I, I don't know why I need to look it up. Um, but I am looking it up. Oh, I gotta, you gotta love Babylon Bee. I'm sorry. They, they do not sponsor us yet. Yet. If any, I'm just saying if anyone from the Babylon Bee is listening to this, keep (laughs) us in mind. Even though you have your own podcast, um, if you guys have not checked out the Babylon B, you, you love Babylon B, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's Christian satire, very well done. It doesn't it's not exclusively Christian too, like this one. Uh, AOC, like I said, satire. AOC, if you don't infect yourself with the coronavirus, you are a racist. Supposedly a quote from her satire quote. I thought that was awesome because it is pretty much the mindset.
0: You have to show your solidarity with
1: the Asian people. Exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. But anyways, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so we have some tweets. Or? I I am looking right now, actually. Um,
0: I don't really uh, do the Twitter too much, but uh,
1: you, you don't you don't do the Twitter, do you? Not do any of those TikToks on it, or
0: yeah, I don't do the TikToks. I don't. I, yeah, I don't tweet the TikToks um, or
1: uh TikToks, You don't snap whatever. You don't do the snaps or anything. Um,
0: the uh, the uh, Insta Telegrams, no.
1: The, yes, those are absolutely. The worst. I I try to stay away from those as well, Um, but anyways, um, so we can we can have some fun by looking at uh, some William Lane Craig if we really want to. Um, (laughs) If you're not familiar, uh, William Lane Craig's runs Reasonable Faith, and it. It can get interesting at times. Um, I I don't know. I'm just... says some of the strangest things. The other day... Um, they went... I don't know that I'm going to find anything on him today. But the other day, since I've brought him up... I have to at least give some reasoning. Um, the thing is... That... Basically, he said something that was amazingly open theist the other day, and um, it sounded very... I don't know, I just... I can't follow through with his logic. I can follow through his logic to some extent. He was saying that basically... um, these other countries and stuff where the gospel has not made it to, um, if they've created some sort of religion, if you follow the logic through fully, I really wish I had the quote here. Um, but if you follow his logic through fully, what you're going to come to is, and I don't know, this may be a good thing to talk about here because you never know who's listening. Um, you cannot say that some remote tribe in Africa if you walk in, and just because they believe in God, you cannot say that it is the God of the Bible. I'm, I'm the mo- one of the more unorthodox beliefs I have. I'll actually I, I'll go into that sometime, but maybe not today. But it's not that unorthodox. But it might tie into this, anyways. Um. <laughs> so basically, you cannot say that because. If you go in, and they're still doing all sorts of stuff that the Bible forbids, they're clearly not hearing from God. They're hearing, they're listening to another spirit. So I feel it's dangerous to say that because you are on the slippery slope to accepting anything. Basically, not everybody right. who not everybody who believes that is going to. Um, now, everybody who believes that is going to, you know, follow that logic through and say, yeah, everything goes. But you are on the slippery slope, logically speaking. I don't think it's yeah, a and that's,
0: it's It's kind of one of those hard things um, because if someone worships a creator, you could say, well, God is creator. So in that aspect... Um, they're at least giving regard to a supernatural being, so you could say, well, that's God. But like you're saying, like they identify specific things about that God that is completely contrary to the God of the Bible. So you really can't say that it's the same God, because everything that you believe is lumped into one identity and one being.
1: You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, for like... sure. No, um, I would say, yeah, if you go in and you find people who are uh, actually, I think there is biblical precedence for this. Um, you remember when Paul and maybe while I'm uh, digressing, you can find this if you are if you remember where it's in Acts. Um, anyway, yeah. he goes into a town. You you probably already know what I'm talking about. Um, he goes into a town and he's. He's talking to the Greeks, right? I mean, it's got to be the Greeks. Um, And he says, hey, you know that God, that temple to the unknown God? Guess who that God is? I don't think that he was being open theist there. Um, I think he was basically just pointing out these people were worshiping God. They knew they had general revelation they knew god existed and they knew it wasn't any of these other gods they knew it was this one specific unknown god Mm -hmm. and so paul comes in and he's like hey guess who that is
0: yeah and there's actually a story behind that and i don't know how true it is but uh uh supposedly there was some kind of I think it was a famine or a drought or something and they prayed and then it it rained or something like that and so they didn't know what god it was that caused that to happen so they just built this altar to this unknown god and you know maybe Paul knew that story and so that's why he said this is the god that I serve or it could just be you know it wasn't tied to any specific identity so that that was his way of that was his in right to talk about god um mm-hmm. yeah but
1: yeah and i i know not everyone is going to agree agree with me on uh thinking that that is what was going down there but i think that a i think it's a solid argument for that um I think some people will know, and I think in the end, none of us can judge it. I I don't think the Molinists would say, um, and that's another thing. He was going down a definite uh, Molinist route, uh, which is, to me, it degrades. I'm not going to go so far as to say that anybody who believes it can cannot have true salvation or anything like that but if you follow it through logically molinism degrades god because the end result is god does what whatever the best option is he does that with the cards he is dealt and he is dealt cards and there's a middle knowledge and basically he just has to kind of figure it out as he goes i think in a way that can lead to the degradation of god i'm i'm not saying again i'm not saying that it's any salvation issue but um i i think it's worth thinking about for sure um i don't think that the molinist stance that if they were going to be saved, God's dealt cards, the thought would be God has dealt these cards, these people are going to be saved by the time all is said and done. And so what does God do? God puts these people in places where they're going to hear the gospel. That's basically the Molinist stance on that. I do not think that is a good stance that for people to take because I... I guess a better way to put it is it is a weird stance for people to take. I just don't quite understand it. I I went off on a bit of a tangent there, so I apologize, but um <laughs> anyways.
0: Yeah, I know I know someone who has that kind of view that um if someone is really seeking God, that God will Bring a missionary or lead that person to, uh, the at least the the intellectual knowledge of of Messiah. But uh, yeah, it, it's well. I don't uh, know what to think about that.
1: I would um actually that is from my understanding that is different from the Molinists. Um, okay. The Molinists would not say God will bring them a missionary the Molinists would say God was basically from the start. He had this middle knowledge that, um, that, uh, basically these people were going to be saved. So he put them in a place where, um, oh, by, I see. Yeah. Basically okay. he put them in America where they would hear about the church and where they would go to I the see. church. Um, so or he in, would put them in, in,
0: in his foreknowledge. He decided where each individual would be born, and it does say that that he determines our,
1: yeah, our and I and I, location. I agree with foreknowledge. It's just there is a difference between, uh, foreknowledge and what the Molinists believe. Yeah, it's like, if, <clears throat> to read the tone of Molinism would be kind of like this. Normally, foreknowledge would be proposed as. God knew from before he even created stuff, um, he knew how this was all going to happen. Molinism would be like if somebody snuck up behind God and suddenly went, boom, these people, you got to figure it out. You have 10 seconds. (laughs) That's kind of the tone behind it. (laughs) And, like, so God's like, oh, well, I'll just put them in places where they'll get to find out about the gospel. That's kind of the tone behind it. I know that Hmm. that may not fully... (laughs) It's not quite what they believe, but it's... Yeah, anyways. The essence, um, yeah. But, what time... Oh, we're saying that. Pretty good time here. (laughs) Yeah, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up. I... I finally found a tweet, but uh, I'll just save tweets for next time. So we'll All right. go ahead and just do that. But anyway, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And hopefully you'll tune in next time. Um, we're definitely happy to have this up and going. And, uh, yeah, so we'll yep, thanks for see listening. you around. Oh, also consider sharing us. That would be helpful. Share our yeah. podcast with any friends, any family, it, even if you happen to know any homeless person who has a phone, make them listen to our podcast. They may not have anything better to do with their time. I I don't know. That's really that's up to them. But you get the point. Spread it around. Could be. Connect with us on WhatsApp. Could be. Yeah. You might have Uh,
0: to get them on uh, an MP3 player or something.
1: That would work, too. You can always download it. If you can't figure out how to download it, let us know. We'll walk you through it. But anyway, that's probably putting way too much thought into something that is unlikely. So anyway, hit us up. Uh, We're on Anchor, so... You can also leave us like voice messages and stuff and we can add those in and respond to them and if we want to. Hit hey, us up with any questions. We'd love to add on a even maybe a segment uh where we're responding to any questions anyone might have. Anything from, you know, what do you believe about predestination to uh, what is your favorite ice cream on to have on Sundays when it's 60 degrees outside? I don't know. I don't. We, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But anyway, We'll hit save us that up. for another episode. Exactly. <laughs> hit us up with any questions. Hit us up on social. See what we're posting. Respond to it. Get some community engagement going on, and uh, we will see you next time. Peace.